Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Brennan. Yeah? Brennan. Yeah? What is your... What is your favorite... That's a good question, isn't it? I haven't read loads of them. Um, I'm trying. There's too many, aren't there? Uh, how, many, how many books do you think you've read? In my life? Because I, I reckon Francis, Francis is up there with a lot of books as well. Yeah, I mean, I've read a lot of books. You've read a lot of books. So, Brendan, what, what, how many books do you think you've read? I reckon it's proper books, not like Mr. Men and ones that I got read as a kid. 50? You've only read 50 books? 60. You just added on another ten. You've never even read a book in your life. I've read a lot of books. I read a book the other day, Shoe Dog, Phil Knight, the maker of Nighty. Nighty? <laughs> you love women's clothes, don't you? <laughs> the maker of Nike, not Knight. Na- the maker of Nighties. <laughs> yeah, so Phil Knight, which was an amazing book called Shoe Dog. You should read that one. And I've read Holes. But you've never read Holes? I've read Junk. You read Holes. They sound like two magazines at the t- top shelf in a newsagent's <laughs> Holes and Junk. I've read... <laughs> do. do you know what else I've read? He thought they were something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture books. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I've read them ones. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Seen that film. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. That's the best one. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Read all of those. Do you know what else I've read? Yeah. War and Peace. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. That's massive, that one. Yeah. I've read War and Peace. So have have I? Yeah. Is it worth it? It's really Snap. good. Yeah, if you like realism, it's it, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Do you know what I like? <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. It's like War and Peace, but quicker and easier to watch. Do you know what year Netflix started? I reckon 1990. Well, it was something else before, wasn't it? It was a love film before. No, no, that, that was Amazon Prime. That was, oh, yeah, really? That was yeah. Love film, weirdly, I got so many facts about this. So, love. By the way, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Private Part, second half. Brennan Reese with us. I'm here. He's here. Um, so, love film, very interesting. Uh, love film sold for something like £420 million. Wow. And the guy who started it. I used to subscribe to love film. And get I sent think, something yeah, in the get post. Yeah, sent DVDs. Yeah, and post. would you ever send the DVD back if you found <laughs> it lying around? So all students would just leave it in the house. I think that was the business model problem. But it was sold for, and the fact that no one used CDs anymore. No. That was probably more the problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it sold for like 420 million. The guy who ran it, uh, owned it or founded it, had like 0.7%, so made 4 million out of the deal. He then went and uh, invested money in Grey's Peanuts. If you know Grey's Peanuts, oh yeah, yeah, that you get mm. in a like a Tesco where you're queuing yeah, up. Yeah, that it, so that just got sold for something like six hundred million. Um, and he just actually started up a new company which is called um, Tales dot com, which is um, subscription dog food. And it's one of the best companies to start in the last like ten years. Wow. Yeah, smart cookie over there. But Netflix. When do you think Netflix started, Francis? 2007? I'm going to go for 1996. 1998. It's very close. Maybe a 98. I I, I read this thing the other day, and it was about how 
there, they, um, what they do is you can just take as many holidays as you want. You don't have to book them. Yeah. And then you can, it, you only get fired for not being good at, like, you only get fired when you are surplus to requirements. But like, if you're doing your job great, but they're like, mm, we don't need a DVD person anymore. Bye. Yeah, you're yeah. gone. Yeah, that's exactly. There's this whole thing where lots of officers now just give uh, as many holidays as you want. As long as you complete your work, yeah. you can just take as much free time as you want. And actually, one of my best friend's boyfriends, um, his brother had that whole system, but I don't think it worked. <laughs> it was quite a weird one. But yeah, it, Netflix started in 1998, but the internet speed wasn't fast enough. So they had started it, but they couldn't actually produce what they wanted to produce because internet speed wasn't quick enough for it at that time. I remember uh, signing up to Netflix when it had about four films on it. What really? were the films? Avatar, <laughs> The Aviator. I think they just started at A. Your favourite film <laughs> is your favourite film is Avatar, though. No. Yes, it is. <laughs> what? <I'd>, what? <laughs> your favourite film is Avatar and um, and Master and Commander. <laughs> <laughs> and anything that's got a bit of action in it. What is my favourite film? I like Hip Hop Sluts Four. I've it's seen great. that one. It's not as, like three. It sort of goes off track. One and two are alright, but four is that a real film? I, I reckon if we typed it in Google, we'll probably get our hard drives taken away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Brennan, I also want to ask you because we didn't quite get into your thing. So you you found out about acting, you found out about drama. Yeah. You uh, living in Manchester. What was that point where you were like, right, I'm going to go and try stand up comedy and I'm going to go for it? So it was my maybe like 24th birthday. And I thought, getting old now. So I'm going to try and do things that I've never done before. And I wanted to try stand-up once. So I did a thing called a gong show. Do you know oh, what it really? is? Yeah. yeah. Where if you basically turn up... Did you do the one in, uh, what, up the creek? No, I did one in Manchester oh, really? wow. at the comedy store. Well, ex- explain to the listeners what it is. So basically, there's like about 40 people on. And if you're rubbish, you've got to try and last five minutes. If you're rubbish, you get booed off. Oh, they don't do the gong? So, like, if enough people hate you, you get gonged off. And it's brutal. Like, there's some of the worst people on there just going up with all, like, you know, men that are on their third divorce, just trying to just have any joy in their life. They get up, say two jokes, got to drive back to Birmingham, mate, you shit. (laughs) So, I tried doing this. Are all the shit ones from Birmingham? Always from Birmingham. (laughs) Can't understand what they're saying. So sure what it was. Yeah, and you're going down the races and just going to go and do some comedy. That's what I'm going to go and do. It's like having a lazy eye in your throat. It's like, yeah, but God. Hello to all our Birmingham listeners. (laughs) Yeah. We love you guys. They so, don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> they ain't got a phone. You can't get a podcast on a landline. <laughs> <laughs> so you went and did the gong. Did, did the gong. How many people in the audience? What, 300, 400? Oh, so it's intense. Yeah, it's big. And when they boo, <laughs> they fucking boo. And also it's Manchester where they don't give a fuck. Yeah, it sounds like a ghost convention. Just everyone's like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on right at the end and just no one was getting past five minutes. No one's getting past like two minutes. And I was like, right, if I, get to the, if I get to the microphone and just start talking quick, I'll be fine. And I was concentrating on getting to the microphone so much. I tripped up onto the stage, face planted the floor and it just got a laugh. <laughs> about a minute so I bought some time and then I won the thing and really? I was like oh, maybe I'll do it again because I just wanted to do it once so I did another one and it went well did a third one I thought I might be the best comedian ever <laughs> did a fourth one <laughs> oh it was at a snooker club in Rochdale and you know you're doing bad 
when you because there was basically a snooker club and then a curtain and then a terrible comedy gig where they serve like yellow chips and you know you're doing shit when you can hear a snooker game which isn't loud behind you when you hear two snooker balls clattering together you're like well no one's laughing it was rubbish it was so bad. So this wasn't a gong show then? This was just my first like proper gig. <laughs> I love it. First one, boom. Second one, boom. Third one, pff, I'm probably the best stand-up <laughs> to have ever lived. Fourth one, <laughs> when you hear a man tot and then take a sip of a pint of bitter, you were brought crumbling back down to earth. <laughs> so were you doing the same material from the gong show at this? Yeah, I reckon so, yeah. yeah. But what, what, what Do you, you remember what your first... First, your first opener was? It was probably something about my appearance because when I was 24, 25, I looked really young. Because you look, yeah, you, you look very young now. But then I, I looked, do you know, <laughs> like, like I, look, I look like the inside of a used condom. That's <laughs> how young I looked. <laughs> and comedy's made up of a lot of fat middle aged men. So when you're on stage with them, you look even younger. So I think it was about looking like, I don't know, like a little girl or something. It, it was a fine It was fine. But where, but where did you get the confidence from? Because, um, you know, it, it's scary to go on stage in front of 300 people mm. to do anything, let alone doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. It, it, but where did you go when you're 24 years going, fine, I'm just going to go and do this. Let's go for it. I think one thing I've been blessed with is my mum and dad are dead supportive. And they've sort of told me, like, just go and do whatever you want. I guess they wanted me to get out of Ashton. So they were they were brilliant at always just being supportive and going, do you know what? If you do it and it fails, try something else. So I reckon it's through that because mm. they're brilliant. A good Northern group of parents, because I've got a lot of friends who are like, their mum and dad are like, you're not doing that. You're going in the army. You're not doing that. You're going working at Asda. You're like, not doing that. You're going down Tutput with Kez. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Tutput <laughs> <laughs> with Kez. Get down Tutput with Kez. And my mum and dad were just all for, like, all of us just trying stuff. How many brothers and sisters do you have? So I've got one brother, one sister. Okay. Brother's ten years older. Mm-hmm. Sister's seven years older. I... Was a mistake. Yeah, you know, no, no, you weren't a mistake. <laughs> but this, this is how much of a mistake I was. My dad had a vasectomy about four years before I was born. Yeah, and then they didn't do it right because it was the eighties, and I just think they sold it up wrong. And uh, and then when I came out, my dad was like, "Well, it's not mine." <laughs> and then my mum would probably took a look at me as well and was like, "Well, it's not mine." <laughs> and then they had a DNA test, Jeremy Kyle style. Turns out. And both of theirs. <laughs> Are you serious? That what happened? They freaked yeah. out because they're like, what the hell is this? But the, that's so then you did all that and you were like, right, I'm going to go and give this another go. When did you decide to go, right, I'm going to make this into career, move down to London and give it a go? When did you give up your day job? So I gave it up. And what was your day job? So I've done all sorts. I'm not very good at having a boss. So I never had like a, like I could never hold down a job. I got fired from quite a lot of, I used to work in a pizza hut. And, uh, Apparently they spray the pizzas with something. Yeah, garlic. Garlic, that, yeah. garlic butter. Yeah. Is that yeah. what they spray it with? Yeah, it's like in a graffiti can. Yeah, yeah, that's what... And my, they just spray the crust with it. That is delightful. Have you really sprayed it into your mouth? Um, <laughs> no, but I have, I've drunk the sauce and it tastes horrific. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, wait, wait, hang on. What do you mean you drunk the sauce? It just comes in a big bucket. And once we were cleaning up, I just thought, this will be a laugh. It was like I was drinking a mimosa. Is a mimosa one with... Is that with a... No, what's a Bloody Mary one? Yeah, that's a Bloody Mary tomato yeah. juice. Yeah. It, it was like doing a... I was like a borrower having a yeah. shot of that. It was like a huge vat of it. 
and it tasted oh it tasted like I'd done a shot of out of date Dolmio. It was oh, horrible. God. My uh, my brother's friend did a thesis. He uh, he went to Oxford and um, he did a thesis on the sort of fast food kind of sector. And so he went and worked in a fast food restaurant. Mm. I'm not gonna say which one it is. And he worked in there to see what it was like. And one of the guys pissed into the chip fryer. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, this is just vile. Yeah. Oh, why do my t- chips taste of asparagus? Like, they're just horrible. So what happened? So then you left the job. You were like, right, then what happened? Left is a is a, is a a nice way of putting it. Got fired. Um, I used was that because you were drinking all the sauce? No, it's because I was telling my mates to come to the back door and I'd give them whatever they wanted, pizza-wise. <laughs> what, for how much? For tenner? No, for free. Hey, just, hey come to no. the back door and I'll give you anything that you want. <laughs> and, well, I'll just get a pizza. No, but anything. Anything you want. <laughs> well, I'll just have a pizza then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but anything. I've got garlic spray. Whatever <laughs> you want. Just spraying all yourself and garlic butter so they yeah. lick it off. <laughs> Someone trying to catch me and I'm just a slippery mess. <laughs> <laughs> So I got fired from there, and then I joined. A, I went to a fancy dress shop. Got fired from there for basically it was very small, and I used to hide behind the clothes and go for a little sleep if I was hungover. I got caught. Well, so, in the in one of the in the middle of all the clothes hanging up. Yeah, yeah. So there's just a little gap behind there, sleep <laughs> down there. Um, used to work in a pub, and just used to give people free drinks. <laughs> fired from there, and then I just sort of. I, I, one day, I, just, I was teaching in a college at one point. I've got no qualification. I just blagged it. They found out, got fired from there. Um, what were you teaching? I was teaching acting and dance. And I cannot dance. <laughs> but it's amazing that you've had this kind of world experience in going to do everything. Because you basically found out what you, which is the most important thing in life, you found out what you don't want to do. Yeah. Which is amazing. And I think that's the most important thing. Which about- is have a boss. Yeah, I hate having a boss. But I think a lot of people don't ever get the chance to find that out because they go and work in the local Asda or they go and work in this and they don't really get out of that because they don't really have the aspirations or the ability or the kind of drive to do it. But you had that drive and you're like, you know what, I want to try all these different things and get out there and did go you, and do uh, it. How did you get out of the local Asda? <laughs> I, <laughs> I bet you've never been in an Asda. I have. I went and bought nine pea noodles once from Asda <laughs> when I was at Leeds University. But you did. Nine pea noodles. Yeah, nine. They're the expensive ones in Asda. But then... Brennan Reese. Yeah. You have been awarded Edinburgh Comedy Award for, well, Best Newcomer nominee. Yeah. English Comedian of the Year winner. Won it. Fringe World Australia Best Show nominee. BBC New Comedy Award finalist runner-up. Don't Stop Me Now winner. The World Series winner. Amused Moose Moose Comedy Award finalist. Preston, which is Preston Comedy (laughs) Comedian of the Year. You got to start somewhere, aren't you? (laughs) And you were the winner. It was just me and a singing dog. That was it. (laughs) Well, you, that was part of your act. No, it wasn't. That it was my competition. Yeah. But, Brennan, you've done so much. That's incredible. Do you not look back and just go, you know, you're still a young guy, but you look back and go, that's insane that I've kind of done all this and you're doing what you love and you're writing and being funny and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I feel dead lucky because, as I said, there's loads of people that just don't get to do what they want because, like, responsibilities happen or they get pregnant at 12. And that's, do you know what I mean? Where, like, God, that was my, that was my problem. <laughs> Really, my problem getting pregnant at 12. It's just just a tough world, isn't it? And I, like, sometimes it's hard because you have to, like, miss friends' weddings or, like, you're on the road quite a lot. But also, I couldn't do a normal job. And I look at some mates who work so hard and they don't get much from it because they don't enjoy it and they've got to pay for, you know, their mortgage and this, that and the other. And I just think 
to get to do what you want. I guess the same with you guys, where you get to, well, basically you just get to dick around. Mm. This is dicking around. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. And I think, you know, we are in a very fortunate, lucky position where we get the ability to do things that we love. And I think that's what life is about, having a purpose and doing what, it doesn't matter what, you can be a mother, a father, you could be a baker, a candlestick maker. I, feel, I don't think they exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> a cobbler. There's a cobbler near me, you know. It's called a chandler. A chandler, a sand blower. A glass blower. It's not a sand blower, is it? Well, just <laughs> round a beach. A sand blower, I don't think is an actual job. Uh, <laughs> is he all right? He's looking for coins. Oh, there's a sand blaster, which is to remove paint from uh, the walls. But I just feel like we are incredibly lucky. And we don't appreciate enough. There's lots of people, lots of, in inverted commas, celebrities, who are just feel like they're owed the world. And you go... Mm. You're not. You just were lucky. You won the genetic lottery because you got a jawline, and you know you've gone to the gym a bit, and you've ended up like all the stars of a line, and you've got two million Instagram followers. Stop being a bell end. And also, the problem is, is that that's majority of those people come from reality TV. Because well, that's the thing. It's even less like lucky yeah. now because they're just going on. They're deciding to go on. Reality yeah, but TV. also yeah. reality TV. You're instead of like yourself, like a comedian or an actor or a painter, whatever it is, or musician, whatever in the arts. You know, a a reality star is given that access to that world, and so then they think, well, this has been easy. I should deserve something else. But in fact, it's a doggy dog world out there, and it's hard. And so when you get to do doggy dog, it's a doggy dog world. You get it's to a do doggy things. dog world. It's <laughs> a doggy dog. Yeah. What does that saying even mean? Dog dog eats dog. So one dog eats another dog. Oh, I thought it was doggy dog no dog eat dog <laughs> like snoop doggy dog oh dog eat dog a doggy dog world. sounds like the loveliest world it sounds like a world made by nintendo wii i want oh, a little doggy, a doggy dog doggy world <laughs> yeah true doggy dog that's what everyone said they go what okay fine <laughs> but it is hey on that note francis we need to have the answer to the question of the week hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com So the question of the week was fairly niche, which I guess you won't know. No one, none of our audience will know unless they've been to the town hall in Manchester. So perhaps it wasn't the best question. I looked up, but don't but don't forget if you want to go and take a pee for free, you go in there. Yeah, yeah. But if you do, you know, this, this may teach you to look up and look at your surroundings and observe the ceiling, um, because on the ceiling is in fact a. Uh, painting of a snake eating its own tail. Oh, that's like a human centipede. That. Which, which is a pagan, <coughs> pagan um, uh, symbol for the cycle of life. Do you, do you, if you, which, it's uh, like a snaky snake world, isn't it? Yes, it's a, <laughs> a snaky snake world. And snake that, eats snake And world. do you know what, that just, I just love how these things happen. It's cyclical. We bring back to the point of snakes. Like we spoke about the Bible at the beginning. Snakes. Another great thing about that book. When I was about 14, if someone would have taken a picture of me when my mum and dad were at the house, I would have looked like that snake. Really? I don't know if you ever tried this, and maybe this won't make the edit. 
But we've all been there, haven't we? Where we've tried to put the tip in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Gobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to try and do it by pushing off my brother's bunk bed. <laughs> and one day, it took training. If there was an Olympic... <laughs> did you do event, it? Did I you did get... it. No, did, did you it? slip a disc? <laughs> no. I slipped a dick. It was great. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You did not manage to give yourself fellatio. Yeah, and I tell you what, I'm not great at it. <laughs> The worst thing is about this. My mum's so supportive. She will be listening now. Sorry, Beryl. <laughs> oh, Beryl, you should have never have left. I also like the fact that when I was 14, if my mum and dad were out and someone took a photo, <laughs> who's taking a photo of you giving yourself a blowjob? <laughs> oh, I don't Just Maureen, the next door neighbour. She's retired. She's got time on her hands. With her telescopic <laughs> lens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maureen, do you mind just coming round? I just want to try something. Do you mind just taking a photo of while yeah. I do it so I can really capture this moment? Wait, so I don't I... understand how your bunk... How did you do it off the bunk bed? So we had the lower bunk, I had the top bunk. Yeah. It was one of them ones where it was a double bed underneath and then I had wiggly stairs going up to the top. Uh. And uh, so what I'd do... You know, if, if there are any 14-year-old boys listening right now... What 14? Would... That's quite old to be trying that. No, I would have done it. This was before we had a computer, though. Yeah, I would have done it when I was 14. I think probably when I was 30, I've tried to... I've, I've come out of the shower, sat down and gone, could. You just sort of look at it going, stop eyeing me up. <laughs> He's looking at me. He wants a kiss. <laughs> so you... The funny thing is... All of our listeners in this room have thought about it. A hundred and ten percent. Totally. And tried it. Oh, people have done all sorts of stuff. A teenage boy's mind is one of the creative, most creative things. It's, it's too rude, but you can, look at, you can look at the back of a sofa and you think, that's going to be my wife for the next two minutes. Like, it's... We've all been there. <laughs> so you were in the bunk bed and you were trying to fold your body. So it's literally like a like a wallpaper paste table. What you're doing I, the plow. <laughs> I was doing. So I'd lean back and then I'd put my feet on the slats on the top and just push like a naughty oh letter C. <laughs> I've said too much. Oh my god! <laughs> I wish someone had walked in and caught you doing that. How do you explain that? Oh, Yoga no. hasn't been invented yet. You are. What are you doing? Like you. <laughs> Your tea's ready. You're like, one second. Just having a starter. Oh my god! I think the funniest thing that's ever been said on the podcast. What, so you succeeded uh, in this? Uh, well, yeah, I didn't. So, like, you question your own life when the tip's in your own mouth. <laughs> and you just, Also, when you get in, do you go, do you go, oh, I've done it. <laughs> well, you can't really celebrate because then like, you're either going to choke or it's going to come out. So you... <laughs> you just sort of think it's in. It's sort of like... <laughs> like, I don't know, have you ever thrown something like, like a... Bit, like a bit of rubbish in a bin from a distance when no one else has seen it. Yeah. Can you celebrate? No. So you just have to have a party in your head. And that's what happened. Literally. Francis, on that Jamie note. knows what he's doing when he gets home. <laughs> God, wait. On Amazon buying bunk yeah. beds. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> with the squiggly stairs. He's got to have the squiggly stairs. Fine, Eloise, I've got a bunk bed. Oh, <laughs> uh, Francis, we've got to have your diary, buddy. Very exciting. Well, why don't we do something a bit different today? Why don't we have uh, Brennan's diary? Brennan doesn't have a diary. <laughs> well, he might. Well, I don't... I don't, I don't. Well, what can I do? I could. Is it? A, what do you do? A diary from something that's something has happened to you last week. Last week, right? Let me have a think. Do you, do you? I mean, that's really putting you on the spot and ruining the whole podcast model. Why don't you do yours? I'll have a think, and if I can think of one, yeah, then all right. Then. Well, all right, fine. That was you just trying to get out of doing a diary, wasn't it? Was that no. you just trying to get? <laughs> let's. Let's get Brennan to... My diary is very short today. Monday. <clears throat> I woke up this morning feeling sl- slightly stiff and achy from the tournament yesterday. Luckily, the pain from what I thought was a more serious injury to my rotator cuff appears to have subsided considerably. It's like what you did, Brennan. I know. <laughs> when you yeah. had a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a tournament with myself. <laughs> it was a knockout stage. God, I hope you didn't get any rotator cuff injuries. <clears throat> Although looking in the mirror, I realised I slightly chipped my tooth when my gum shield popped out in the middle of my second fight and I bit through my tongue. Wait, what, what sort of fighting are you doing? Are you part of a fight club? It's kind of. MMA? Jiu-jitsu. Ju- oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I was fighting an MMA guy. That's Jewish people fighting each other, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to say that, but... <laughs> but after taking the bronze medal <laughs> in my first jiu-jitsu tournament, I've decided to officially retire from the sport of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, why? April Fool's. That was yesterday. That was oh. Monday. Oh, got me. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I got you. And that was actually a po- yeah, that was a post-April Fool's, April Fool's. <clears throat> this morning, I entered two tournaments at the end of the month. <clears throat> and that's it. Is it just <laughs> ended just, on a cliffhanger? Yeah. Will he win? Will I win? Who knows? <clears throat> Return hey. to that. Jiu-jitsu's like a nice one, isn't it? It's like, you don't like rip each other's heads off, do you? It's no, like a pleasant... No, no, you do rip each other's Oh, do you? Yeah. Is it like a... So if I came at you with mm. a with a fist... Yeah. From behind... <laughs> From behind. <laughs> would you know how to deal with it? <laughs> yeah. You would. Would I? What, would I, I would. Would, would I what, what are you asking? It, what, what, so if what, I was about to donkey punch you in the back of the head. Would I beat you off? Would you beat me off? Would you, like, would you know the, like, for example now. If, I, if you were coming up to me and I couldn't see you and you punched me in the back of the head. So, all right. So I would say. There's, I, not, I, there's not many people. So I'm like, oi. And you're like, yeah. oh yeah, he's going to hit me now. And I came up here like this, slow motion, with a yeah. punch. With a punch. What would you do What would it? you do? Eat well, block, it. <laughs> block the punch. Block the punch. Yeah. Oh. Right, I can see why you're winning tournaments. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, there's no punching. What do you do? It's it basically, it's grappling. So, you, so it's submissions, uh, choke, strangulations, joint locks. Sounds like my pod hub search. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brennan Reese. Um... Buddy, I just want to say... It's You're on been, tour soon. It's been an absolute pleasure you coming Aren't on you? the podcast. I'm doing a tour. Yeah, he's doing a tour. I'm on it right now. <clears throat> on brennanreese.com, it says, I'm bringing my third solo... Solo... I'm bringing my third solo show evermore on a UK tour. The show had a full sellout run at oh, the end. Oh, look at you. Full look sellout that, run. You've got no, you've got, you oh, look you're so just, young. You're, you're cutting know. me off as I go along. You've got so a jawline young. on that picture. Yeah, you look so young there. The Thanks. show had a full sellout run at the Edinburgh Festival with five-star reviews, so at least you know it's not shit. 
Dates and tickets, links below. What's the best quote, uh, a review of your show? My favourite one was, um, this guy deserves to be alone. (laughs) No, this tool deserves to be alone. Really? Yeah. The guy didn't like the show. What about this one? Beautiful, raucous and lots of touching, the independent. (laughs) Lots of touching. (laughs) What's the touching? (laughs) It's just very touching. It's like, it's funny for 50 minutes. Is there a bunk bed involved? Yeah, it's got a bunk bed. That's the set. <laughs> and then at the end, we just get people up and they try their best. Hey, Brennan Rees, can I just say, I've had what a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thanks my so friend. much. This has been a treat. No, it's been, uh, it's been honestly a, a We've treat had fun. for us. We've an had fun. absolute treat. I cannot wait to watch you on your tour. Follow Brennan on Instagram, Brennan Reese. Um, hey, buddy, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. Well, okay. Talk about putting me on the spot again. I think the best rule for life is don't be a dick. Just don't be a... You don't have to. It's unnecessary to be a dick. It's a choice to be a dick. Stop it. Stop it. But if you have one, get a bunk bed. (laughs) (laughs) Try and kiss it. But don't get a cheap one because it will collapse upon you. (laughs) Brendan Reese, everybody. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 